All right, hello and welcome to the Bean Talking with Peak Performance Podcast. On this podcast, we talk to peak performers in their field so you can then go perform at your best. I'm your host, Tim Beanland, and on today's show, we've got Dan Cahill. Dan is one of Jim's Mowing's top franchisee owners. He's a perfect example of what happens when you combine grit, determination, motivation, and passion. He's grown and scaled his business to one of the top level performing franchises in just under two years. So it was incredible having a chat with Dan. Really looking forward to getting into this one. Just before we get into the show, I want to talk to you guys about something I'm super excited about, and that is we've been able to keep this show running because of some of the amazing client work we've been doing, producing podcasts and creating a wealth of video content. We all know we should be creating content in terms of blogs, posts, videos, podcasts, and we should be doing it on a daily basis, but who really has the time for that? I've been sitting down with my clients once a month, we create an interview, and from that I go away and produce an entire month's catalogue of content for them, all professionally done and with minimal work needed on your end. So if you want to learn how you can start your own podcast, you can contact me at tim at beantalking.com.au or you can join the Facebook group, How To Start A Podcast, and we'll join in in the conversation there. But let's get into our guest for today. Let's have a chat to Dan. Let's find out what makes him a peak performer. Let's get into the show and let's go. Dan. Thank you Tim. so much for coming on. No um, worries, mate. I really, really appreciate this. I was saying off camera that I believe you're a true peak performer in Jim's franchise. You're one of the top mowing franchises in Jim's mowing. Um, and when I asked Jim after I did the podcast with him, who should I go and talk to, your name came up. So um, that's my sum up of you. You've, you've been in and out. You've, you've had you know, jobs in the past, but now you're doing gyms mowing and really succeeding mm. um, and loving loving what you do. That's my sum up of you, but I guess for people that, that don't know you listening on, yeah, tell us a bit about yourself. All right. Um, so my name's Dan. I'm, um, I'm 26 years old. I'm, um, I'm from Chelsea in Victoria. Um, basically, I was working at McDonald's for about seven years um, prior to being in gyms um, and I had become a manager at McDonald's uh, pretty early on as soon as I hit 18 um, and was a manager for five and a half years there. Got to learn the insides and outs of the business models that they have and um, all their goals and targets and KPIs. Um, and so I had a bit of an idea of business before I did this. Mm. Um, I decided to leave my job at McDonald's and went and looked for another job elsewhere. And I, I picked up a job doing truck driving. Cool. So um, I wanted to be a truck driver when, when I was uh, yeah, 15, 16 maybe. Yeah, yeah. I was like the idea of the open road. But. Yeah, well, that was that was a, a bit of a childhood dream that I had as well. I, I, I always liked the idea of being a truck driver. So I went and went out there and got my, um, the what is it, the road train license so you can drive the 18-year yeah, trucks the and ones, that. And, yeah. um, you know, I was doing that for about nine months before I realized it wasn't really for me. But the whole time I was working for this business, the whole time I was thinking this business could be so much better if they were doing this, this, and this from everything that I had learned from McDonald's. Um, and so I, I told the, uh, the owner of the business, you know, my ideas, and he didn't really want to hear anything of it. You know, to him, I was just a lucky, just a, a truck yeah, driver. Yeah, just another number. Exactly. He yeah. was the one that ran the business. Um, and so... Um, Yep. After a while, I, my motivation dropped at that job and I was starting to think maybe maybe I can go out by myself and start to implement my own ideas in my own business. Yeah. So I had a bit of a look around um, for businesses and um, it was, it was some, there was some, a bit of time thinking about what we were going to do. 
Um, we were looking at, you know, different food uh, food businesses. Yeah, because you're coming from McDonald's. Exactly, so you, yeah. you understand the process, the system. That's exactly it. We know everything to do with food safety and, you know, labour and every, everything like that. And um, we looked at a, getting a Subway franchise as, as well as a number of cafes and fish and chip shops and that. Yeah. And um, none of them really, really hit the mark for us. They weren't... Um, they weren't worth the risk of getting into it. Um, there was a high upfront cost to what the return was for uh, your, your bottom line. Yeah. Um, so for me, I just uh, it didn't seem right. Um, and then while I was looking around, I was thinking about what are what are businesses that are always going to have um, steady a steady income and always be around no matter what. Um, and no matter really what happens in the market, what's always going to be there. And so I started thinking of, um, so tradie jobs. Yeah, right. And so I eventually got to the idea of lawn mowing because everyone needs their lawns mowed pretty much every two weeks. Yeah, or if they don't need it, they get too lazy and they don't do it. That's it. Yeah. That's exactly it. So um, the idea ha- uh, happened with lawn mowing and I was trying to figure out if I should go independent or go with a with a franchise that's already, already been done yeah. and um, had a bit of a look around, um, you know, it was... Uh, taking a bit of a look at, you know, cost of trailers if I was going to do it independent and, you know, all the rest of it. And, yeah, yeah. Um, I ended up calling up gyms and wanted to have a bit of a word with them. Um, and my idea was if you're going to join a business, you join the best business because they'll have the most work. They've already got a, a, a system in place. It's obviously working. Yeah. If you, and if you can't beat them, you join them. Exactly. And it was a question I was actually going to ask you a little bit deeper into the show, but you kind of touched on it already. Um, people could start their own mowing business or they could come to gyms, you know. What was your decision? I know you said join the best, but you could have also been like, nah, I'll be the best. Yeah. You know? So so what um, What made you decide to, I guess, jump jump into gyms? Well, um, throughout, I've, I've got a few mates and family that have businesses themselves and I've realised that the hardest part of running any business is trying to get the sales in the door, the clientele, um, that's, you know, you can be the best performer there is and you can be the best at your job, but if you don't have the work coming in, all you're going to be doing is sitting at home and having lazy, lazy Mondays. Yeah. Um, so I, my thinking was I'll go out there and I'll ask them how much work they actually have. When I found out how much work they really do have and how much is still on the plate and not being taken and is unserviced, that's yeah. what sold it for me. When I did the podcast with Jim, he publicly said that there's 180,000 leads that are unserviced. Yeah, exactly. There's the opportunity of people if, if we, and I'll explain that for the people that don't know what a lead is. Um, I know fairly, you know, people listening to this show would know what a lead is, but you never know. You know, that is people that have inquired about the business or inquired about getting their lawn mowing done. And Jim has such a high demand that 180,000 of those are unserviced. Yeah, they so literally, you, we to, cannot fit them in. Yeah, like, to, to, exactly. So to someone like you, you see that and that lights your, your ears up yeah, to opportunity, right? That's it. Green light, that says go. That says, you know, move ahead and take that opportunity. Yeah. So that's exactly what happened. Um, so I've seen those numbers. And they had, they had a few other little, um, little bonuses where, you know, they had... They were willing to pay me fifteen hundred bucks a week, guaranteed. If I couldn't make the money, if they couldn't bring me the work, and you know, a few, a few little nice extras, but none of that really mattered in my mind. All that I was focused on was that one hundred eighty thousand customers that are missing out. That I could, you know, I yeah. could take a, a nice slice of the pie. Definitely, definitely. Um, in that decision making process, so yeah, you said you're looking at Subway. You know, you had that McDonald's thing. What were, I guess, some of your concerns and, and objections that 
have now kind of been squashed, I guess, because you're now two years into the business. What were those things that you really, you know, yes, the leads was a thing, but there's there's a number of, you know, with any investment, there's decision-making yep. process. So Well, yeah. there was a few concerns. Um, first off, I was 24 years old when I came into this business. I was trying to figure out. We're Am the same I... age, by the way. This oh, really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I just look older because I'm bald. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, mate. You're a good-looking chap. <laughs> Cheers, mate. No, but, um, <laughs> um, what, what concerned me was I was thinking, am I, you know, am I too young for this? Am I getting in over my head? I had, I had a, already had my first daughter born by that point, um, mm. and I had a mortgage. And so I was trying to figure out, you know, if I'm running my own business, the only person I can fall back on is myself. Am I going to have enough money coming through the door um, to be able to pay my mortgage, look after my family, and put food on the table? Um, so that was, that was probably the main one. That was the scariest thing about, I think, with anyone that's going into their own business, um, going off wages into your own business. Um, the second thing was, in this business, I think um, you've always, you're worried about the seasons because grass grows slower in the winter months. Mm. Um, and you're trying to figure out, you know, if, if I'm not mowing the lawns and I'm with Jim's mowing, what am I doing? So that was another concern that I had. So that's why I needed to, you know, ask those questions and figure it out for myself. Yeah. So, so did you get an answer to them? Or? Yeah, absolutely. So <clears throat> after they showed me how many unserviced lawn mowing jobs they were, they went ahead and they went into detail of how many unserviced gutter cleaning jobs, rubbish removal jobs, and like any odd jobs at all that they could think of. And they, those are the jobs that you do during the winter times. So if um, if you got no mows, uh, lawns to mow, people start thinking, oh, I need those hedges done throughout that time of the year. Um, or, you know, you'll get a really big downpour and their gutters are overflowing. There you go, you've got a gutter job. Mm. So that's what kind of, you know, that's what settled those those nerves for me. Yeah, and, and this is something, I guess, as well, we were talking off camera. Jim <coughs> uh, gave me a bit of advice and, and, a, and a cheeky nudge, but um, it was great for him to do this. And he said, um, how could I... How could you, Tim, improve every interview that you go to? Because my setup time was quite slow. Mm. And he said that on, on the podcast. You know, your setup time was a little bit slow. And he was nice about it, but, but it was a legitimate reason as to how can you make this quicker? And then I've now gone and bought lapel mics and, you know, I can come to a setup like here today and I've probably set up in 10, 15 minutes. Mm. Um, but you had the same question to Jim a few months ago and what was the... Yes, I did. So... Jim's one of those people, he's, he's in my, I believe he's a genius. He's, he's honestly a genius. He doesn't think like how other people think. He always thinks about, you know, what could, do, what could we do better or how can we improve, whatever it is. He's always thinking around the clock nonstop. So I went and asked him and I said, look, Jim, I'm doing, I'm doing quite well. I'm happy with how I'm going. What, can I, what would you do if you were me and how would you improve my business? And he said to me um, that at the moment, the amount of work that he's getting unserviced in gutter cleaning jobs is um, out by far outnumbering any of the other out-serviced, uh, unserviced work um, percentage-wise. Not so much the amount of clients, uh, but percentage. Um, and so he said, if you, if you take a look around all of Melbourne, um, no one's really doing the double-story cleaning um, and there's, there's, there's heaps of room to, um, you know, to expand. And he said, I would be go- going out there and trying to take on all the gutter cleaning jobs around Melbourne. Um, and he, he's, he said, basically, look, you can go out there, you can quote 250, 300 bucks for a gutter, no worries, it'll take a couple of hours. Um, and you can get an employee, subcontractor, whatever it is, to go do that job. You've got a, you know, a nice, decent profit in your pocket. Um, and so I took that on a couple of months months ago. And um, I've straight away I went out and got my working with height certificate, um, which was a day course, and so I could clean double story houses. Um, and then 
I put myself on for leads in all regions up from this area down to the Mornington Peninsula and up towards the city. Yeah, because so we're based um, we're based uh, in in in. In around Chelsea area yep. at the moment, so you're not restricting yourself just to Chelsea, are you? No, God no. No. So, um, so well, most of my work, um, I try and consolidate my my round as close as I can to each other. Yep. Um, yeah, you want to be logical. Yeah, exactly. You want to, you know, you don't want to be travelling, you know, half an hour out for one job and then travel half an hour the other way. Like, so what I try and do is I try and build on one area. So I built on Chelsea first, and then I built on the Frankston area and in between there, um, and then. As I got a good amount of customers in that area, I then said, all right, let's expand out a little bit further. So I went towards um, Keys Bar, Aspendale, and then I expanded that area and got a good business, uh, got, got a good number of uh, clients to be worth going out there on a daily basis uh, to mow their lawns. Mm. After I did that, I said, all right, let's go push it a bit further. So now I'm expanding into Noble Park and even further. Yeah. Um, and that's the same way with down the other side of the coast, uh, down the other side of the peninsula. I'm expanding out towards Mount Martha at this point. So yeah, we've already done the Frankston South Mount Eliza, um, and then out. Well, I don't know what that what, what way that is. East. <laughs> east I think that's yeah, east. Yeah. East, yeah. Um, <laughs> so we started um, going towards Cranbourne, and now we're moving towards um, Clyde. Yeah. So that's what I'm slowly uh, bringing my my round out uh, wider. But still having it consolidated so that most of my customers are in that yeah, area. Yeah, you, you know, if you get a job, you, you know you can take it, and it's not going to be half of your day. Just exactly, yeah. Job. Um, there was a few jobs that I had that were around the state from d- different insurance companies, and they they <coughs> they heard about my reputation and the quality of work that I do, and they wanted me to head out to jobs towards Airport West and Craigieburn, mm. and you know, just jobs that are an hour away or whatever. And um, they said, no, Dan, we we want you doing this job. And so what I said is, I said, look. It can't be me doing this job. Um, I can't take four hours out of my day to yeah. go do, do one job. It's just not viable. You can't run a business like that. But I said, what I can do is I can manage that job and I can put a subcontractor on and make sure that's done to my standard. So that's what I did. So I've got a, quite a few subcontractors around Victoria that work for me at the moment. They go out, they quote the job, whatever, whatever price they like. And then I'll put my uh, commission on top with my admin fee. Yep. I'll send it through. If it gets uh, approved the quote, then happy days. happy days. They have a job. I've got a job. And I don't, I don't do anything for it except for send out that invoice. That's amazing. Something you touched on there that is so critical, but I think you have the ability to focus on it even more so because you get the leads coming in, right, is delivering an amazing service, mm. delivering a top-notch service that is just bang on and gets people from the other side of town wanting to work with you. Yep. Um, what is it about your process, what you've done, to, to have that level of service, well, how do you how do you do that? Okay, so uh, why uh, are you saying why do I um, have that in my mind that service is the number one priority, or how yeah, do I? Yeah, that's that's one thing about it. But also, I want to know is what do you do going into every job to maintain that service? Okay, yep. yeah. So I guess there's two two questions there. So for me, um, the way that a customer perceives a job to be done. Um, you could go out there and you think you could be, you could have done a bang on job and it wouldn't have got any better, but the customer could still have a problem with it, and that could be quite simple, as because you haven't communicated exactly what you're going to be doing. So you could have mowed the lawn perfectly, and it, you know it's the it's the most amazing looking lawn, better than any, the MCG. But if they have in their mind that you were supposed to do weeding in the garden beds, their idea of your service is still you've done terrible service. Doesn't matter how good that quality is. So for me, I realise that communication is key. And I need to explain to every single customer that I have on the quote exactly what I'll be doing in detail. 
and then going out from there and doing and doing the best job possible. Yeah. So Jim has this system um, where he has a uh, five star rating and he rates all the franchisees, the four thousand franchisees that he's got. Um, and if you're over four point six stars, um, basically you get more work than what someone would work if they were, um, you know, a lower star level. Um, and so I try and push myself with that star rating because that's for me that's a that's one of the key performance indicators that show me exactly if I'm doing the right thing. Um, so at the moment I'm sitting at four point eight, um, so I'm quite happy with where I'm sitting. Mm. Um, and so I do every single job I do, I make sure that I know I'm going to get a five star rating. Yeah. Some people just tough, like when we, you know, I've seen it on, on um, businesses, Google reviews and all that kind of thing. You know, 4.8 is, is very good and, and I guess some people are just tough markers. Even a five job, they'll just put it four because exactly. they go, oh, I, I'm, not, I'm not comfortable giving a five. So I think <clears throat> just to give people context for that, if your star rating is 4.5 to 4.8, that's still oh, good because, because people are hard markers, right? Exactly. So... Um, and when I first started, um, I was only sitting around 4.3 or something like that because I wasn't communicating effectively exactly what was happening at the customer's job. Yeah. I would go out there and I'd say, okay, you just want lawn mowing, no worries, that's 65 bucks. And then they'd be expecting me to either catch the lawn or take the clippings away with me. There's a lot of variables. They'd expect you to only be able to mow in the, lawn, uh, mow in the dry, yeah. uh, mow at this certain time of the day. So you've got to explain that to every single customer exactly what's going on. Mm. So communication, you've touched on it a couple of times. Um, how do, you, do you have a checklist of things that you um, communicate with your client when you're coming in or do you, do you just now have a system of you know what to say? So, yeah, I do have a system of what to say, but I've also made a checklist because I'm now, I hired a manager about uh, nearly six months ago now. Um, so, he was someone that worked for me at McDonald's and I had actually trained cool. him up as a manager. Cool. Me and my wife, she, we were both... Uh, you met at Macca's? Yeah. You met at Macca's? We did meet at Macca's. No way. <laughs> yeah, that's it, yeah. <laughs> that so, she cool. was my uh, restaurant manager when I was a crew person. Yeah, we yeah. clicked. I don't know what it was. That's so cool. Um, that's so cool. But... Um, yeah, so we, me and her, we worked at the same store and we trained up this guy um, to be a manager and he took on everything on board. And I, to this day, this is, you know, going back, I don't know, nine years ago, nearly 10 years ago, um, I, I always remembered how well we trained this guy. And so that stuck with me. And I've only been doing this job for two years. And when it came to the point where I needed to um, basically get someone else to help support, support me doing the, you know, keep up with the amount of volume that we have. Yeah. I um I was thinking who who would be the perfect person and we we went through a whole list of names that we had met along the years yeah. and he was the one that stuck out to us from nine years ago. Wow! So because we had me and my wife had trained you him, you trained him. So exactly, you and your wife can train him again, just in a like, and it's still a franchise. Yep, it's still got systems, processes, logbooks. That's it, and we kept every we kept every single system as close as we possibly could to that Macca system. I'd actually love to talk about that um, <coughs> because the the gold standard. In through my business degree, you know, when they're talking about a system or a process, they'd always talk about McDonald's. Mm. I'd always say McDonald's have got it down to a T where they can take a 16-year-old and teach them how to make a burger to the right standards mm -hmm. and, and everything. So what is it about that that you've then also taken into your business now? Um, um, so as much as possible, that you were saying. As I said, I've, t I've taken as many of those systems as I possibly can um, that make sense to go into a, a, a trade from McDonald's. Yeah. Um, so you're absolutely right. They can take a 15, 16-year-old and teach them, you know, teach them skills that no adult would ever learn in their lifetime because mm. they wouldn't have dealt with that kind of pressure. 
Um, and so... Because, um, yeah, the lunchtime rush comes in. It, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, and so... A lot of their a lot of their ideas, especially when you get into the management sides, is they have they have these stools uh, they have this three legged stool that they call it, um, and it's you focus on your people, so the, the, your crew morale, your management morale, how you uh, how your people are feeling, they're appreciated, and making sure they're performing to one hundred percent. You have your food and you so your suppliers, so you got to make sure all your equipment's up and running, all your food's coming in, all your paper, all that, and then you've also got your labour, so mm. your management labour. Um, and also your crew labour and maintenance, whatever it is. So they've got they've got this um, this three legged stool, and so that's what I kind of focused on. So for labour, I, I as I, I think I touched on a little yeah. bit before KPIs, so key performance indicators. I tried to bring over as many as I possibly could, and so for me, one of them, the biggest one that I use is probably sales per person hourly. Um, so my business, I try and run it so that each of my um, employees. I'm trying to aim for them to make me between 90 to 100 sales per hour per person. Yeah. So essentially, if I have someone that I'm giving an eight-hour shift to, I'd expect them to try and make me 800 bucks right. or, or close to. Yeah, yeah. So that's, that's one of the things I brought in. Um, and then I, I brought in other things like uh, sales projections. So when, you, when you're a lawnmower, you're like, geez, what am I going to make next week? I've got no idea. Um, no, no one no, would know. No. But McDonald's, uh, when they do their projections, they know... Pr- new, close on what they're going to make the next week. Yeah. So I brought that in. So we tracked what we did um, week after week after week after we started. And so now what we do is um, we check what, we're, what we did last year. We check what we did uh, within the month, last week, the week before that, week before that, and we see how much we're going to comp for that week. So we can project what we're already going to be doing next week. Mm. So, so because of that, we, we say, all right, we may be doing, I don't know, it might only be a $12,000 week that we're doing next week. So we can say, all right, we can maybe put 120 hours of um, crew labor on the floor to get us to that 100 sales per person hourly. Mm. And so that's, that's kind of how we do it. Yeah, definitely. And that takes you from, you know, I think the perception people have when they buy Jim's mowing franchises, now they've, they've just bought the kit, the gear, the mower, and now they're just going to go mow lawns. And mm. that's, that's their, they've bought a job, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, but you have now turned it into rather than just buying a job, you've you've actually bought a business and you've, yeah. you're now running it like a business. Yep, which is amazing. Yeah, so not, a lot of people they think, oh, it's just lawn mowing. It's you know, it's nothing. But it, a business is a business. You know, mm. all businesses. You know, you can you can run a business model very similar to every other business out there. It's just the way that you implicate those. Um, you know, the, the things that you do on a day-to-day basis. Mm. Um, so my idea was, you know, it's, it's not going to be a job for me. This is going to be a proper business and I want to yeah. show exactly what I can do and what I'm, what I'm, able, to, what I'm able to achieve. Yeah, and I think, um, I mean, you, you, you're quite successful there. You said a bit of the figures in terms of money, but I don't want to get into, into your turnover or anything because I never do that with any business owner on the show. But I, the question I would like to ask is, um, you know, one of the benefits of owning this business and franchise, you've got a young family, mm. you know, you've now got the financial freedom to spend time with them now, correct? Absolutely, yeah. yeah tell us a bit about that and the benefits. So, uh, when I first started, uh, for the first six months, I was working by myself and I didn't have a lot of time with the family at all. Um, so, I was working by myself until I got to the point where I had too many sales coming in that I couldn't do it by myself and I was wearing myself out. Um, and you learn pretty early on that you've got to take um, your mental um, health, yeah. you know, that's that's priority. Because yeah. if you're not mentally with it, you're not going to be able to do the job tomorrow. You're not going to get up out of bed and 
just do it. Every every job. I mean, I I did a podcast with Joel on Joel Joel Cleaver's show mm-hmm. talking about my my mental health and um, yeah, incredibly important. Yep. Yeah. So I, I I realized six months in, I <clears throat> I couldn't keep pushing myself to the extent I was. So I brought I brought my first employee on, and then we continued to work, and that t- t- took a bit of pressure off me. I ended up working the whole first year. I did, I worked every single day, all throughout the rain, hail, what. Uh, 40 degree days it didn't bother me and I, t- I think I took eight days off four of those were for a, a holiday that I went on with my family to uh, Mount Bauble. Um and so yeah I just I, I that first year it was kind of like a write-off for me it was kind of like you know I'm going to set this business up I'm going to make sure that I succeed that was the first year for me and then the second year um, which I've just done um, it was more about trying to spend time with the family bringing on more employees because I've got the sales there um, and um Running the business from uh, doing more of the admin and yeah. you know more of a, more of a business um, yeah, stance on it instead of just going out there and doing the physical work. Exactly, you're running a business now within a business. <laughs> exactly, and and that's I think something powerful for maybe even a uh, someone another gym's franchisee listening along, going, "Hang on, you, if you you work a process, you work a system. This is something." That's it. Just because I'm under the gym's name doesn't mean it's any less my business. Yeah, it's, it's the same as any other independent business out there. The only difference is I've got the support system of gyms behind me. Perfect. That's, that's so a, that's a win-win. Um, and so now into my third year, I've got a similar goal to what I had last year, except I want to spend even more time with my family and I want to get off the tools even more. Mm. So that's, as I said, I've brought on a manager. He's now going to be helping me out with the quoting, doing the jobs. Um, so, yeah, basically I'm, 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 I'm free and yeah. you know, I'm able to spend as much time as I want with my family and if I ever want a day off or whatever, I've got, I've got backup yeah. and I've got support systems. And this is what business owners get into business for. I mean, I mean, I, well, I started my business because it was something I'm passionate about. Well, there's two things. Passion, you know, and you see a gap in the market, but really it's also they could see a vehicle for time freedom, mm. you know, and that's, you've done that in a matter of what, two, two years? years? Two yeah. years, yeah. So, uh, two years, one month. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So, no, I'm, I'm having a lot of fun with it and I think the, the more and more that I achieve, the more motivated I am and the, the more sales I make last week, the more I want to make this week and I just push myself and push myself to see what I can, what I can achieve for, you know, this term or this month or mm. this year. Yeah. That's, so, yeah, it's, uh, that's what drives me. Fantastic. Um, I'd love to, we were talking, um, you know, you actually now spend a lot of time mentoring other gyms people as well, like you're yeah. answering emails, you you're yeah. very open with your time, which is generous of you. Obviously, everyone listening on, don't spam him all at once. Yeah. But um, I guess let's get into some of the common questions they're asking you. And, yeah, what are your responses? So I know that's a quite broad question for me to ask. But, yeah, what, what are you seeing that's coming up for people that you then... Yep. Yeah. Um, so a lot of questions I get are people that say, why should I get into gyms? Um, uh, am I going to uh, be able to make it in gyms? Um, so for, for those people that ask that question, I've, it's, that's a personal thing. I've, I don't know what they're like personally and if they've got a good work ethic or if they're willing to get down and, mm. you know, get... But clearly by your model, if they've got a good work ethic. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So if they're, if they're willing to get dirty and get, you know, get really down in the trenches and, you know, do whatever they can to make it work and stay up until 10 o'clock at night trying to, you know, finish off their admin because they worked until 7 o'clock at night or whatever, then they're probably going to make it. Mm. Like, those are the people that, you know, no matter what, if they've got that, that kind of work ethic, 
that they were, you know, they can't lose. Mm. Um, but the people that, you know, they want their lazy Mondays, they want their lazy Saturdays and Sundays, and you know, that really it's just it's just a job for them where you know all they're trying to do is. Um, and they can still have that. Like I think yeah, that's, absolutely. The, that's the flexibility of it. You, yeah. If you want the um, and uh, yeah, if you want the lazy Sunday and Monday, you can still do that. But I think the point of this message is there's another way. Yeah. You know, it just takes a bit of time, work, effort. Passion to get to that to get point. To that point. So yeah, like for me at this at this point, you know, I've got I've got a lot of lazy days ahead of me, and I'm I'm very happy with it. Um, but I, I had to you know go through those trenches first. Um, but yeah, those people that want to basically just supplement their wage, they may have lost their job, or um, they may be you know getting ready for retirement or whatever it is. Um, you, you've got to ask yourself if are you going to take it seriously, and are you going to take it on as your own business and not just rely on gyms to do every single thing for you or whatever franchise it is that you get into. Mm. You got to take it by the horns and say this is my business and I'm going to make this work and I'm not going to blame anyone else because at the end of the day, these results that I'm getting are my responsibility and they're on me. Yeah, wow. So that's awesome, man. Like seriously, I I, I talk to a lot of business owners, obviously by by doing this this show and. Um, you know, you've taught me a lesson today of, of how, what can happen if you actually put your mind to something. Exactly, yeah. You know, and, and but also realise that it's hard work as well. Yeah. Um, I, I think entrepreneurship as a bracket these days can be very um, over-glamified and um, it's this, you know, people see on Instagram the, the jets and the Lamborghinis and which is a whole, a whole bunch of horseshit and a different conversation. But I think people can get confused by entrepreneurship is this thing where I can earn a bunch of money and take a lazy Sunday off and it'll happen to me like that mm. without the hard work. Yep. But they want what they want now and they're not willing to wait for it. Yeah. And it's, it's not like that. You, if you want something bad enough and it's worth it, you'll do whatever you can to get it. Yeah. And that, that's all it is. Um, the other questions that I get are um, some people say, how do, you, how do you manage your employees? Mm, um, yeah. How do I know if I'm ready to take on employees? And I always tell those people, I say, look, before you even think about taking on employees, make sure that you've set yourself up because if you can't manage your own time and your own business, how are you going to manage someone else's time as well? So um, make sure that you have plenty of money behind you before you even think of that. For me, that, that dollar amount was $10,000. I wanted to have $10,000 just sitting there that I didn't need for anything. Mm-hmm. I'd already paid all my bills ahead of time. My mortgage was paid ahead of time. Everything was done. Um, and I wanted to have an extra spare $10,000 there. So then I can take my, my employee on. And if anything goes wrong, I've got 10 plus weeks of labor that I can pay them even if they don't work a day. Yeah, wow. So that was my idea. Um, so that's for anyone that's thinking, how do I bring on employees? Just be, pre- be as prepared as possible and make sure you have a target for those employees. And for me, that target was 90 to 100 sales per person and to make sure their, their morale is as high as possible so that I know they're working at 100% efficiency. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, so that, that's, that's the questions. that They're, they're my main two questions that I yeah, get. Yeah. Um, yeah, is it, I, I can't really think. A lot of people, you know, have, have questions like, you know, how do I know when the grass is going to grow, you know? Yeah, yeah, the, the more, yeah. Like, how do I do this kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Like, think, those questions um, anyone can teach how to mow a lawn. Yeah. Right? Uh, does Jim have training for that? Like, on, yeah. or does he have online training as well? Where he, so, you know, what, he, he, what he does is he takes you out on the field and he shows you exactly how to mow a lawn. Wow. So, Jim, Jim himself? Uh, so, Jim and. Um, uh, Mike Davenport as well, um, and the other trainers that they have in in the office, um, they'll they'll actually go out there. They'll spend they spend three days with you going over the physical. They go and they spend three days going over all the um, you know how to run a business, how to do your admin, all the safety, yeah. how, PPE, whatever it is. 
Um, and they literally go out there and they show you how to clean a lawn, how to mow a lawn, how to how to prune hedges, how to how to you know it's basically you, you, it's basically learning how to do horticulture as a certificate essentially yeah. without it. Yeah. But they, they teach you as much as they possibly can in that three days. And after after you come out, you're like, wow, I know. Gee, I'm a yeah. professional. <laughs> so. You look around your own lawn. I mean, um, yeah, we're, we're we're on a good setting today. Uh, do you do your this? Do you do? do, do, do no, do I, this is this, this is, is my father-in-law's lawn. Uh, yeah. Now he tries to get me to do it. He tries to. Yeah. Me <laughs> Here and there, but uh, yeah. no, I'll give him a bit of a hard time. And yeah. uh, he mows his own lawn, but he does, he does a pretty good yeah. job. I'm, I'm happy with the job. It's probably it's due to be done, but um, yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> oh, really? It's due to be done. Man. Yeah, I thought it was. Uh, I thought it was okay. No, <laughs> See, clearly I need clearly, This is why I'm not the professional, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I think that's actually a really awesome spot to leave it on. Yep. Um, because yeah, I'm just blown away with, with everything you've said there, and and I think there's some actionable things for people to take take away from that. Um, I've got sort of two more questions that I ask everyone that comes on. Uh, one, what's coming up for you in the next sort of six to twelve months that you're really excited about? It could be a challenge that you want to get over, or just something you're super pumped yep. to do. Um, yeah. That, uh, okay. Well, we'll start with that question. So for me, um, the thing that I'm really excited about, I, I think I was saying I'm very, I'm very, very big on keeping my crew morale very high and their appreciation levels, and making sure that I can do everything I possibly can for my team mm. to ensure that they they're going to stay working for me. So at the moment, my focus is uh, building up on my employees, making sure that I have loyal employees coming on. I have had a few, uh, a little bit of turnover with people that just weren't right for the job, or yeah. they they could because it is quite a physical job. Um, and they, they, they couldn't do it. So um, my thing is, is I wanted to build on loyal employees. So I've just hired one of my younger brothers. And as I said, I hired a, uh, a guy that I taught how to be a manager nine years ago. Yep. Um, so I'd like to hire, I've already told him I'm hiring his brother at the end of this month. Beautiful. So I'm kind of keeping... This is the other thing that a gym's business can do is give people opportunity like the, uh, you say younger brother, so are they like 18? No, yeah, I've got I've got two brothers that I've, uh, I've got working for me. So one of them's 23 and one of them's 19. Yeah. Um, and so I know that they're going to be loyal to me because they want what's best for me and best for the business and, and I'm obviously going to treat them For a 19-year-old, 20-year-old... You know, I know you did McDonald's, and this probably is a bit of a cheeky thing for me to say, but they're probably getting paid better than McDonald's. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. Yep. So I, I tell I tell my um, my employees, the more that they can do for me and for my customers, and the more customers that we bring on, we've got a we've got a goal where we want to try and achieve bringing on 150 regulars a year. Um, obviously, you're going to have a few that you know um, fade away over time, but that's our goal. So, and to get to there, we get we get, we do three three regulars a week mm. that we want to bring on. Um, and so I say every time that you know I achieve a goal, I'll give you a bonus. So we just went out uh, two weeks ago down to Le Mans go karting and Dandenong. Yep, I know Le Mans. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I, I gave them some races there. I paid for all their lunches, and then I gave them um, their their bonuses for the Christmas break. Um, so they got a night stay each with their partners down at Crown with breakfast included and that. Yeah, so. Wow. Um, I try and look after them as much as I possibly can, and I pay them well above the award rate. Um, and so that's that's what I do. Um, and um, with sorry, 
with my loyal um, employees, I, as I said, I'm trying to bring on people that I know are going to stay with the company and they're not they're not wanting to leave. So I've got I've got my eye on my on my prize right now, and I'm excited to to see where we go. Yeah. I've got I've got my goal for the yearly sales for what I want my employees to achieve and what I want them to be trained in by the end of the year. Yeah. Um, so I want um, a few of them to learn how to do pruning and hedging. I want a few of them to learn how to do gutters. Yeah. And that's, that's where I'm moving on this year. Fantastic. So that I can do, you know, uh, I don't have to be on the tools anymore. Yeah. Um, and <coughs> typically I, I usually ask people if they've heard something um, and they want to follow along on your social media or that kind of... Do you do have a social media, like Instagram for gyms? Um, so I, I know they don't... Yeah. Uh, so gyms has their own social media. Yeah. Um, I I mainly use the uh, Facebook platform. Yeah. Um, so my stuff is my stuff's all on Facebook, and I have a hashtag that I use um, where you can just put in the search engine, and it's uh, Jim's mowing Chelsea South. Cool. 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 So if anyone wants to take a look at what we've take been doing, so you know, we're, good way to do it. Yeah, we're quite excited with, with what we've done so far and where we're going. Yeah. Um. So yeah. It, Feel free to take a look at what we've done and any questions you guys have, as, as Tim said, yeah. just let us know. There you know. And, um, yeah, I was just going to say, look, if, if anyone wants their lawns done, prunes hedged in, in the Chelsea yeah. area, <laughs> you're listening along and you currently not want to dance customers, how do they how do they reach you there? Um, so all they have to do is they have to uh, they can call the Jim's 131 number. So yep. it's 131546 and they just ask for Dan, uh, Dan Cahill from Chelsea or Dan from Chelsea yep. or even the, just the Jim's guy from Chelsea. Jim's guy from Chelsea. Yeah. Um, and I'll come out um, and it'll be that easy yeah. um, if, if not um, you can you can reach me I, I do letterbox drops and I do a lot of local area marketing and yeah. that as well so um, you know a lot of people around here they know me because I've done letterbox drop after yeah. letterbox drop yeah. of magnets and whatever and it, that tactic still works like you know my, my, my marketing buddies would be like why are you doing mail but um, locally really effective that's it, yeah. yeah. Really effective. So. Yeah, but yeah. The, the easiest way to get in contact with me is that, is that 131 number. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yep. Well, Dan, thank you for coming on. I've been Tim, you've been Dan, and uh, we've been talking. Yes, um, we have. <laughs> we thanks. spilled the beans. That's it. Thanks for coming on. All right, thanks, Tim. All right, there you have it, the episode with Dan Cahill. I hope you really enjoyed that. If you want to reach out to Dan, the links will be in the description below, especially if you need a hand with something around the garden. I'm sure he can help you with that. Let him know that the Bean Talking podcast sent you. He'll really enjoy that. Now, if you could give me a massive like, review, and a subscribe on iTunes, especially a five-star written review there, really helps out the show. And I love reading along the positive feedback that people leave. It's really, really amazing. Thank you very much. Now, if you want to start your own podcast, you can join my Facebook group, How To Start A Podcast. The link to that will be in the description below. But apart from that, I'll see you guys in the next episode.